Good morning, my friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, what is normally our midweek Bible study, but today is a special day because it is today that I'm going to share the 2023 Word of the Lord that, trust me, is hot off the presses. Praise God. Now, normally, I would share the coming year prophecy on December the 31st, but today the Holy Spirit gave me the entire message in one complete download. And normally I would be teaching a, you know, like a regular type teaching Wednesday morning message, but I I couldn't even get my mind on anything else because this word of the Lord that I received from the Holy Spirit is so hot off of the presses and so strong on my mind that I'm not even going to wait until the end of the year. I'm going to share it right now. Praise God. And I want to get it over to you. But first, let's begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. And we thank you that you're such a good God. And as we jump into your word today, even the prophetic word, we thank you that your word is alive. And Father, that it's going to speak to us through the anointing of your Holy Spirit. And Father, we give you all of the praise. We ask that you would give us ears to hear in Jesus' name. And around the world, we say, Amen. Praise God. Now, today, I want to give you three things that the Lord told me will be your focus for 2023. And as you keep an eye on these three things, it is going to produce something in your life that it's going to make you very happy and something that you certainly will want to welcome into your heart. Woo! Praise God. Now, the first thing that the Lord is going to want you to focus on for 2023 is an understanding of how to actually get your faith to work. And so what I'm going to be doing is feeding you uh, good revelatory messages, practical, applicable messages on this subject, because it is by faith that we have victory over the world system, victory over temptation, and all of the things that the enemy would throw against us as saints of God in order to try to frustrate our destinies. But God is going to get you over. God is going to get you through. The Holy Spirit told me that because of the age in which we're living and the challenges of this particular year, and every year has challenges, but the Holy Spirit said that many things will cause many people to be swept downstream, and many will be powerless to stop it. The only way to go upstream is to have true faith in God and His Word. Now, I know that a lot of believers uh, shout and make a, a positive confession that they do. But what we have to make sure, my friends, is that this faith is not something that we're just proclaiming because we've been in church for so long that we've picked up the lingo and now we can talk the religious talk. And uh, even if we can't actually walk the walk, because this is very important, real faith will be priceless in these days in which we're living. As a matter of fact, this vibrant faith is tied into the Lord's second coming. 
I'm talking about when he comes back, not when his feet touch the Mount of Olives, but when he comes back to meet the saints in the air, as mentioned in Luke chapter 18, verse 8. Jesus said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? You might think, well, Pastor Stephen, with all of the believers, when he comes back, wouldn't he find faith? Well, there's a lot of believers that have it in their head, but it's not really working knowledge that's in their heart. And this is, this is what happens to so many uh, good Christians that love God. Let me give you an example. You can be a sweet Christian, say, born again, of course, and you love Jesus, and you're on your way to heaven. But you just might not be into the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You might think that's crazy. You might think talking in tongues is silly. And you know what? You might not really be into the understanding of the power of faith in God's Word. And you know what? You might just be doing just fine. And you might be able to just cruise through life, and you're doing okay until. Until what, Pastor Stephen? Until something shows up, for example, like cancer, then all of a sudden you're in over your head. Until something shows up like an unexpected layoff notice and suddenly that really good job, you don't have it anymore. Maybe the company is downsizing. Maybe uh, a department is being eliminated and suddenly you don't have a job and maybe there's, a, uh, there's no opening. So what do you do? Do you get swept downstream like all of the others? Even, unfortunately, even some Christians who can talk the talk, but when real storms of life come, they, they have never really been rooted on the rock, which is the teachings of the Lord Jesus and the teachings of the word of God. So what happens? They become like the house that was built on sand. And when the storm comes and the storms of life come to everyone at one time or another, what happens is they can't get it fast enough from their head to their heart. Or maybe, maybe it's not even in their head. They don't even have knowledge of these things. And that's why it's so important. The teaching that you listen to, because again, you might be able to have fun, with messages that are perpetually stuck on elementary grade school spiritual type level. But when something yucky shows up on your door or a pain in your body and the doctor says, uh, this is not good. Here's the report. Then, then, um, all of that religiosity, uh, you know, thank God you're saved and on the way to heaven, but all the huffing and puffing, uh, it's not going to get you a miracle. But my friends, when you have real faith in, in the living God and you really trust him, you can get through anything. You can get through war. You can get through famine. You can get through uh, the destruction. As a matter of fact, Job chapter 5 verse 22 says you will laugh at destruction. You will laugh at famine. In other words, it's, it's, it's as if you're so empowered by the Lord, you are taunting the enemy and you're laughing and saying, ha, ha, ha. You thought you had me. You thought I was going to starve, didn't you devil? Well, obviously you can see I'm eating just fine. Now, if you want to go on a fast, uh, that's your choice, but you're not forced to do it because the devil's causing everybody to die because there's no food. No, 
No, God will make a way for you wherever you're at, whatever nation you're in, whatever trouble you might be facing. There is a way over in the Lord, but it begins in faith, not just going status quo as if everybody else gets swept downstream. You think, well, I guess that's the way it is. Not for the man or the woman that knows the word of God and is illuminated concerning God's promises and what he said. Praise God. Mm-mm-mm. And these are things that we've talked about before, but in my, in my ministry, I have seen good Christians swept downstream because they had it up here in their head, but they never had it in their hearts. And so often when I would talk to them, because your language, your conversation gives your position away, whether you're rooted or whether you're, you can talk the lingo, but it's not really in your heart. Um, I have tried to talk to some before when I sensed they're about to enter into something. And, um, but it would always be the bravado type speech. Oh, Pastor Stephen, the Lord is my strength and uh, blah, blah, blah. But you know, they have no devotional life, <laughs> but they have picked up the lingo because they've been in church long enough to do that. And uh, every stream within the body of Christ has their own lingo, whether you're in the prophetic camp, whether you're in, um, evangelical circles, whether you're in the uh, Eastern Orthodox or Catholic Church, or even even in Pentecostal Charismatic, there's the, the own lingo or language talk of victory. But my friends, what will put you over is having that faith in your heart and you speak it in the midst of the storm. So we have to ask the question, what actually is faith? Because it's going to be a huge part of your life in 2023. There's three things. Faith is first. What is faith? Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, you've heard it many times, but let's get it into our spirit. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of what? Things not seen. I like the Moffat translation. Now, faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. My friends, it's your ability to see, to feel, to uh, have sensory experiences in the natural realm in which we walk, uh, and, and God has designed it thus. But if you are led and governed by the sense natural realm, I tell you what, the devil, he is a phenomenal deceiver. He can um, use his gimmicks and tricks, and uh, he can pull a person out of the promise and get them to believe the circumstance over the promise, such as Peter, who walked on the water, but got his eyes off the Lord, got his eyes off of the word that Jesus spoke to him, and the next thing you know, he's looking at the waves, and oh, wow, they're big, and he's hearing the, and he's hearing the wind, so he's seeing he's hearing, and the physical stimuli, he allowed it to overwhelm what the Word said. To say that you trust in God is also to say simultaneously that you trust in His Word. Now, Thomas, the wonderful apostle, he went on to be a great man of faith, but we all know him from that early mistake that he made in his ministry where he proclaimed even after hearing all the testimonies that the Lord was raised from the dead 
And even after having been told by the Lord himself that he would rise on the third day, he said, I'm not going to believe it unless I see him. And I'm putting my finger into these holes and I'm examining the scars. Uh, he said, I'm just not going to believe it. So Thomas only believed initially in the Lord's resurrection because he eventually was allowed by God's grace to actually physically touch him. And then, of course, Jesus said to him, Blessed are the ones who have not seen and yet believed. So Thomas had an intellectual faith that was based on what the physical evidence could offer to him. And if it wasn't there, he was not going to believe even <laughs> if all of the others have said it, even if Jesus said, I'm going to rise on the third day, he's just not... Um, He's not going to do that. So there is a much higher level of faith that's very pleasing to the Lord, which is when you believe and then you see. Woo! And it's totally opposite of how many in evangelical churches walk. They love Jesus. They're saved, but they're not going to believe it until they see it. And that is exactly opposite of how faith actually is. Every time that I have held, that I've had God heal me, every single time, it has always worked on the principle of, I believed first that he healed me by his stripes. He healed me when he went to Calvary and he paid the penalty, not only for my sins, but also for my healing. Every time he's healed me, it's because I believed it first. I received it in my heart and boom, then later, then later, as my faith held on to that promise, it manifested in my life. I sit here talking to you right now with absolutely zero pain, zero aches in my body. I thank God for divine health. Amen. But the reason I had health restored to me several times after very, very um, uh, difficult injuries was because I stood on 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, by his stripes, you were healed. And so he says, you were healed when Jesus took that punishment, when they ripped his back, they plowed his back, those deep furrows into his back. Then he paid the penalty for our sins there at Calvary. And so I just said, Lord, it's done. By your stripes, I was healed. It's done. It's past tense. I held on to it. The healing manifested. You have to believe it first, and then you will see it. Now, what about the man of faith that set a very high gold standard that was Abraham himself? Let's take a look at him just for a moment. This would be uh, over in the book of Romans, and uh, many of you uh, know this by heart. Romans chapter 4. I'm so glad that you're here today. Woo! I'm telling you, 2023 is going to, you're going to see some amazing things. Now watch. I want you to listen very carefully. I'm going to tell you what this year is. Remember, as we're talking, I'm going to, only going to talk for a few more minutes about faith. Faith's, faith starts with an F. I'm going to give you a Holy Spirit acronym today, okay? So, faith starts with F. Now, Romans chapter 4, verse 19. Referring to Abraham, it says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already did since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So Abraham did not consider his own body, his own natural inability or his senses. 
Well, Pastor Stephen, if he, now he was aware of it, of course. He could look at his body and say, wow, <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm 100 years old. I can, whoo, Lord, hallelujah. So he, he knew his limitations. We're not arguing that. We're not denying the facts, but we are believing the word over that. Okay, so if he did not consider his body, then what did he consider? He considered God's word. In other words, he considered what God promised him, that he would have a miracle child through Sarah, not some other fabricated method that turned out to be a blunder. No, no. He worked it not through the flesh, but through the promise, through the spirit. Praise God. So in other words, you believe first. And then you receive. That's what Abraham did. He knew what was going on, but he believed God's word over his circumstances of a body that was long past the ability to produce a child for his wife. Praise God. Now, if the Lord says, I shall supply all of your need according to my riches and glory, what you have to do is you have to say, Lord, I believe it. Even if you're trying to get that checkbook balanced back to a, a, a positive side, glory to God. And you have to bring your faith online. Don't just be a tither and a giver, but also use your faith and reach down there with faith and pull those finances up to a place that will bring glory to God. And that will allow you to be a blessing to others. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Use your faith on that. Okay. So listen, 2023 is going to be a year of extraordinary faith. It's going to be a year of faith. I'm going to teach on it a lot to keep you strong and refreshed in that area. But number two, this is very important. There's three things. Number two, the Lord says it will be a year of understanding. Now watch this faith. Underline the letter F for faith. Underline faith, okay? Now, under, un, underneath that, put the word understanding. Underline the letter U, okay? Thus far, we have highlighted the letter F. Right after that, we've highlighted the letter U. We're going somewhere. Woo, praise God, hallelujah. 2023 is going to be a year where you're going to come into some understanding like you've never had before. It's probably going to really uh, uh, astound some people. Glory to God. And you're going to really like this. Let's go to Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 8. Praise God. Acts chapter 8. And I want us to begin for a moment in verse 27 as we look at this dimension of something that will be a highlight for you this year. So he arose, that would be Philip, and went. And behold, the man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading... Isaiah, the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand? Do you understand? Now I want to say it again. Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I? <laughs> Well, thank God for humility. Amen. <laughs> you know, it used to be that if you were in, you were in school and you asked a question, the other kids would laugh. The truth was that oftentimes the other kids didn't know either. Did they praise the Lord? 
Praise God. It's good to ask questions. If you don't understand, let's not pretend like we know uh, that we do. Mm-mm. Philip just asked, he asked him, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. Isn't that nice? He got the go up in the man's Rolls Royce. Mm-mm. You do know that most people weren't riding around in chariots back in those days, only the super wealthy. Praise God. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Now, you and I both know this is a complete reference to Jesus, particularly here, the uh the trial experience leading up to his crucifixion in his humiliation, his justice was taken away and who will declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you of whom does the prophet say this of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning that this scripture preached Jesus to him. Woo. Glory to God. There's a difference, my friends, between wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. 2023 is a year of understanding. We've covered recently, actually over the last five years, in-depth on the subject of wisdom, in-depth on the subject of knowledge, but you're about to have a year of understanding, and that's a different anointing. Now, wisdom is knowing what to do in any given situation. Knowledge is the accumulation of what you have discovered and learned over a period of time. But understanding unravels the meaning and purpose that so often is the reason behind why wisdom and knowledge are working, <laughs> why they're producing, why, in other words, why God's ways are higher than the ways of sinful, wicked men who think their ways are right. And so what it is, it's understanding that, that allows you to see why this is actually higher. Wow. Woo. Glory to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So understanding unravels the meaning and purpose of these types of things. It allows you to see that the ways of God are higher, wiser, smarter, better than the ways of sinful man. Praise the Lord. Understanding, now this is important, understanding happens when we begin to process knowledge, okay? We, we want to talk about that for a moment because I know you want to come into this. Again, understanding happens when we process knowledge. Let me give you an example. It's one thing to have a vision. I'm talking about a real vision where you maybe just having a normal day or something like that, and suddenly you begin to see in the spirit realm Maybe your eyes are open, maybe they're closed, but nevertheless, God sovereignly begins to communicate to you, discerning the spirits is in operation, and you have a genuine valid vision. But here's the catch. It's one thing to have a vision, but it's a totally separate thing to understand the vision. Oh, glory to Jesus. You need to understand the vision. Pastor Stephen, I had a vision. Do you know what it means? Uh, not, not really, but it sure was epic. Well, we have to have understanding because you could be a king and you could have a dream, but if you don't know the interpretation, it's lost. It, you can't, you can't access its potential. 
So either you, you can get it yourself or you better call somebody like Daniel to crack the code or else the symbolism or the prophetic interpretation, uh, you, you may, you may struggle with it. Now here's another, another insight on this. You can have a vision and you can get the core thrust meaning of what that is. And I've never failed to have that happen with any visionary experience except one, which was so perplexing to me that I, I couldn't figure it out. But I got the answer two weeks later when I was in the home of an apostle. And I said, I have this visionary experience. I don't know what it means. He said, well, tell it to me. And I told it to him and he started laughing. He said, Stephen, he said, you don't know what that means. I said, no. He said, well, and he told me, I said, whoa. I, I said, I, when he told me what it meant, I said, now, where's that at in the Bible? And he just pulled the scripture up just like that, took me to it and read it to me. And I said, oh, my goodness. So uh, I wish I could have prayed a little bit more. And I believe the Lord would have given it to me. But the Lord also knew that just within a few days, I would be staying in the home of somebody that knew that had a strong development in that area. There's one apostle friend of mine in Singapore. He's older than me and has a very, very profound walk with the Lord in the sense of uh, spiritual experiences in the glory realm. And anytime I've had a vision, I always want to share it with him. Why? Because I've already caught the core thrust of it, but there has never been one time when this man of God, upon hearing me retell the story or of what happened I saw in the spirit, would not begin to extract all of like these gold nuggets of spiritual truths that I missed. And I actually spoke to him just the other day, talked with him about the time that the Holy Spirit took me into the book of James and then also at a different uh, night took me into the book of Job. Now, that's an unusual statement to make about going into the Word of God, but I remember years back when that happened to me, I talked to Dr. Wade Taylor, former founder of Pinecrest uh, Bible College, and uh, I talked with him and I I said, uh, Wade, I said, the, the Holy Spirit took me into the book of James and then into the book of Job. I said, have you ever heard of that? He said, well, yes. He said, now that used to happen pretty often with the old time Pentecostal preachers. He said, although I don't hear that happening much today. But when I talked with this apostle friend of mine in Singapore and uh, told him about that, he said, oh, he said, the reason the Holy Spirit allowed you to go into the book of James and took you in there, because when you go into a, a, the living book, it's like going into a, to me, it looked like going into a cathedral. And any time that I would look at the walls or the ceilings of this phenomenally beautiful cathedral, the scripture or the, or the, the verses and the chapters in that book would begin to talk to me. So if I look this direction, I'm looking at chapter four. Maybe if I look over here, scriptures are speaking from chapter two. And it was, it was an incredible experience. Well, I had the same thing happen with the book of Job. And so this man of God told me, he said, what, he said, the reason you were taken into the book of James was for this. And, and, he said, and then he said, when you were taken in the book of Job, it was for this. And I said, oh my goodness. I caught, I caught the main reason of, why, of what the Lord was speaking, but I never caught that part of it. And I just said, oh my goodness. I said, thank you. Thank you for those insights. So my friends, what is this? It's understanding. And I'm telling you, listen to me. 2023 is going to be a year of explosive faith. 
It's going to be a year of understanding where you're going to start to unravel things like you never have before. Get ready. Get ready in your career field, in your line of work, in your walk with the Lord, in certain challenges that you would face in life. The spirit of understanding is going to come up on you and you're going to do things sometimes that perplex people, but it's going to make them real happy, of course, because you solved their problem. But it, this, this is an, an anointing of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. You know, just recently, I was over at a relative's house, and they had a, uh, a mechanical problem with something. And I, they didn't even ask me to look at it because they, they look at me as being the preacher. So, you know, they, they think preachers don't know anything except Genesis and uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So <laughs> I wasn't really consulted on the mechanical problem that they had. And not only that, but the person's, uh, you know, the man of the house. He was a, he's a mathematician, very brilliant mind, uh, uh, master's degree, highly educated. And so he had this problem. He couldn't figure it out. Well, I walked over and took a look at it without asking him and looked at it, stared at it for about a minute, stared at it for another minute. And I realized this is an engineering problem that's, that's misleading people. Uh, and some engineers do that. They design things that we think it would go like this, but they, they have a weird way of thinking, so it's actually going backwards. Well, I looked at this and realized, oh, this is actually built right, but it's not put together the proper way. Somebody had put it together wrong, and I took it apart, and I put it together the right way, and, and it worked, and it worked perfect. It worked, it worked phenomenal. And so I just I closed this door to it and walked away. Didn't even say anything. So I go inside the house, and about an hour later, uh, he comes in, the man of the house comes in, and his, eye, his eyeballs are like this big. And he goes, oh, he goes, you fixed it. I said, well, he goes, he goes, I, I couldn't see that. And he, he's, the, he's the analytical one. He's the one that should have seen it. Well, well, Pastor Stephen, how did you see it? Spirit of understanding. I give all the glory to the Lord. I can just look at it, and the Holy Spirit showed me it's it's messed up because it's, it's all hooked up wrong. <laughs> and he's, he was so happy. He was so happy. And I was happy because I was able to be a blessing. Amen. But my friends, what is this? This is the Holy Spirit, and when he touches you, watch this, with spiritual understanding, it enhances spiritual mentality. I'm telling you, the ways of God are higher. And you're going to come into levels of understanding where people might just stand back and tell others, let him do his thing. Let her do her thing. We don't know what she does, but somehow she gets it done. Amen. May that anointing be on you. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so it is a year of faith. Get ready. It is a year of understanding. You're going you're gonna to make dramatic strides forwards in these two areas, but there's another one. Here's the third one. Remember, the first one, faith, underline F. The second one, understanding, underline U. Well, Pastor Stephen, what could the third one be? Um, what could it be? The Lord told me it is a year of numbers. Wow. I said, Lord, that is so interesting. Remember, this came as a download. I mean, I was actually writing. I was writing as fast as I could to keep up with the Holy Spirit as he was un- just uh, unveiling this entire message to me. Praise God. He said, 
He said, it is a year of numbers. By the way, so, ooh, some of you, the spirit of understanding is already on you. Hey, you put it together, haven't you? What's 2023 going to be? A year of what? Pastor Stephen, a year of sorrow, grief, and deep misery. No, no, look, look. There are prophecies out there. If you want to find one like that, uh, maybe, maybe somebody has probably baked one up out there like that. But I'm here to tell you a word of faith, a word of victory. This is what God gave to me, that 2023 for you is going to be a year of F-U-N. And that's what you need. Come on. You know you need some of that. Maybe you had a hard year in 2022. <laughs> Woo! Maybe you were standing in faith and some things haven't manifested yet. But God told me to tell you that 2023 is going to be a, a year of F-U-N, and you know you need some of that. Mm -mm. You've, had a, you've had a tough time. You've had some things to push through and, and grind through, perhaps, and power through. So 2023 is going to be a year of F-U-N. And the S, yes, I'll say it. It says, it says and spells fun. Mm -mm. But that, that is beautiful, but God's got some more icing that he wants to put on your cake. Now, the Lord said this year, this is what the Holy Spirit told me. He said this year, the numbers are going to line up. I just sat back and let God talk and I just wrote the whole thing out. He said this year, the numbers are going to line up. For many of you, you will be out of the red. You will be back in black. Woo, that's what he said. Mm -mm. He said, you'll be back in black. Now, for those of you with an accounting background, of course, you know that if you're in the red, that means uh, you either have a negative balance or you got a bunch of stuff overdue. It's, uh, and it needs to be paid. And so it's not good. So what you want to do is be in the black. That way, everything is up to date. Everything's paid off. Everything's moving right on time. And you're putting money forward. You're always putting money forward. Woo, thank you, Lord Jesus. Say no negatives. Mm -mm. Say back in black. Praise God. Now, if you're already there, God's going to take you higher. Amen. The Holy Spirit told me that this year that he's going to help uh, the people of God to get their debts paid down. Now, for some of you, you will actually get them all paid off and gone out of your life. And I believe they'll be so gone, you'll never have that taste for debt ever again. But they're going to get paid down, paid down, paid down. And just, I'm telling you, jump on this with your faith and just trust God that they'll all just get paid off. That, that, that as you speak to them, they'll all be uprooted out of your life and just throw them into the sea. Amen. And they'll all be paid off and gone. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the Holy Spirit said that your numbers will be honorable. Your financial stats and figures will be very honorable. And then God gave me a scripture for this one. Mm -mm. Isaiah 61 verse 7. And I had a situation years back. Let's see, this was in the year... How about that? This was in the year 20, excuse me, 2002. And so this was, this was 20 years ago. I had a situation where the Lord had done a double in my life, kind of over and over, and even did some miracle doubles, not just blessing doubles, but did some very unusual miracle doubles. And I, I went to the Lord in prayer, and I said, Lord, this double thing, is this, um, 
this can't be like chance or circumstance the way this is working. Is, this, is there something about this that this is a part of your nature that you're displaying something here, that you're, you're doing this? So I began to wait on the Lord. I waited an hour. I prayed. Show me, Lord God, in your word. Speak to me. And then I prayed another hour, and the Lord still didn't speak. But I can sense his presence. His presence is there. So I just kept hanging out with him. I got to two hours and 57 minutes. I said, Lord, I have been here for two hours and 57 minutes. I've only got three minutes left, and then I've got to leave. I, I, I have somewhere I've got to be. I've made a commitment to be there. So I've got three minutes left, and I've got to jump up and get ready real quick and leave. And I said, Lord, this thing about the double, is this like for real? Is this something that like, like it's like a trademark that you do? And right there at that, in that last minute, I had my Bible, and I felt an anointing come on me. I took my Bible and just whoo, threw it like that on the ground. It fell open, and this verse lifted up off the page like a hologram and stood. It stood off the page, and I read it. I looked at it, and I read it. Instead of your shame, you shall have double. Woo! I saw it, and God said, yeah, this is of me. That's what he spoke. He gave me that word. It came up off the page in like a supernatural form. And the Lord said, yes, it's me. He said, this is one of my trademark signals, trademark blessings. Instead of your shame, you shall have double. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Rejoice in their portion means no longer in the red, but you're back in the black. Okay. Therefore in their land, they shall possess what? They shall possess woe and misery and hard times just because the world is. No, I say your testimony is different because you are a covenant child of God. You are exempted and protected from the sweeping downstream current that takes others along for a hellacious ride. That's not your journey. You're going upstream and you are possessing all of your Canaan land that Jesus has promised to you as your rightful inheritance. Praise God. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Say, I possess double. Now watch this. Let the Bible be your standard. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Do you think that if you're having everlasting joy that you're having some fun? Woo! Woo! How can you have joy and be miserable at the same time? No, no, no. This year is destined to be fun. Now here, here is what the Lord spoke to me right at the end of the download. Please listen carefully. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, tell my people that if they will lean into this prophecy concerning 2023, and they will commit themselves to have fun, F-U-N, faith, understanding, and numbers, and that they will trust me to move in this area of their lives. The Lord said, if they will lean into this, not only will they have F-U-N fun, he said, I'll double it, and they will have double fun. Mm, mm, mm. Woo, Pastor Stephen, what's double fun? Taking a vacation when you want to? Some people would like to, but they can't. Why? Don't have no money. Can't get free, buried under this or that or the other. Want to want, want to do something, they but they can't. God says, God, God says that he can double your fun, just like it says here. 
you shall have double. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Praise God. Maybe you need two vacations to make, to make up for perhaps not having one this year. <laughs> or maybe you went on this year and you didn't have any fun. Mm, 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 mm. It's going to be a different year. This is what the Lord told me to share with you. So I, I would ask you not only to set your heart on this prophecy of F-U-N, but that you lean into it as the word of the Lord and that you embrace it and you'll actually see God give you double fun. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let us lift our hands. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the year 2023 is going to be a year of fun, and we believe for double fun. We thank you, Father, for faith online. Our faith is engaged. We thank you for understanding, understanding why you do what you do, understanding how you work, understanding how to flow with the anointing, understanding how to get along with our spouse, understanding how to be non-combative with our words to engage trust and friendship in people. We thank you for understanding of your ways, which are higher, higher than any natural ways. They're supernatural. We thank you for understanding ways of prosperity. We thank you, Father God, for the numbers lining up. We thank you for our harvest coming in. We thank you for laughter and joy. We thank you for, oh God, having double in our land. We thank you for being able to rejoice in our portion, not in our negative account, in our portion. Thank you, Father. I proclaim, declare, and prophesy over your people that their lifting and their fun begins now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 2023. It's here. It's on. Praise God. You might just be a few days out still. Prep. Get ready. Amen. Lean into it now and take out of those starting blocks quickly beginning January the 1st. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I was running track years back in college. Um, we would train, you know, the run, you know, like the mile and 1500 meters. So that basically means when you train for that, you have to do 400 meter uh, intervals. So you would run one lap around the track, you would rest, then you would run another round around the track. Of course, you run about as fast as you can, but you've only got about three minutes to rest. So what we would do is after we rested, you come back up to the line, but you get a rolling start. In other words, you don't just start right at the starting line. No, you gotta, you help yourself. You, this is not an official race. So you just come right up to it, start running already. By the time you hit the line, you just, you're almost going full speed. That's the way you practice. Amen. <laughs> get a little faster number that makes you feel happier. Amen. So roll into this new year with a running start. Go into it quickly and watch the Lord bless you. Praise God. Now, if you're watching and you're saying, Pastor Stephen, the Holy Spirit's on me. I'm engaging with this. I don't want a miserable year. I don't want a year of woe and misery. I want a fun year. I want to give you an opportunity then to sow into the anointing of this message, to sow into this prophetic grace so that you can connect, you can show God that this word means something to you. Praise God. I want to give you an opportunity now to express your love and appreciation to the Lord Jesus and for the ongoing work of this ministry. There's some information coming up on your screen right now that will give you various options to give. If you want to give real quick, which is very simple, and that's something that you prefer to do with a smartphone or a tablet, there is text to give. You'll see that option. Also, you can 
uh, mail in a check. After all, we're only about uh, 40 yards from the post office and we do a lot of business there. They, they all know us by name. Amen. Praise God. So you can mail it in if you want. That address is on the screen. And we have online giving. You can go online and give. There's various uh, ways that you can give to support the work of the Lord and that you can sow into this anointing for a fun year. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to get the double fun. He's going to double your fun. Praise God. So thank you for your giving. Now, as you're giving right now, I want to pray over the seed that you're sowing to have the greatest year that you've ever had ever in your life. Double portion tacked on to it. Okay. Are you ready? Lift up your offering. Lift up your offering. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are sowing right now. I pray, Father God, that you give them the double portion, that you give them the funnest year that they've ever had. That means joy, just like it says in your word. That's biblical. There is the oil of joy. And I thank you, Father, that ties right in. That denotes having fun. Thank you. Having fun in your presence, having fun with you, having heavenly visions, leading the lost to Christ. There is no greater joy. Thank you, Father God. Father, financial victory. Thank you, Father, walking in uh, understanding that even helps others solve their problems. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Father God. Bless their seed. Thank you, Father God. Let it come back as a harvest of great acceleration this year of the highest standard of F-U-N that they can experience. Now, we give you praise. We give you praise. Lift your hands in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. If you're watching this program, this prophetic word, perhaps you were just curious as, it would, as to what it's all about, but maybe you don't know Jesus, the anointed one, as your Lord and Savior. Well, you can get your life right with God right now. I want to offer a very simple prayer that you can pray that will secure your eternal destiny with God and can cause you to step out of sin into a life that now honors the Lord. Also, if you're watching, and perhaps you used to be a Christian, but you fell away, got all messed up in sin, uh, fell away from God, got all tangled up in who knows what, but you're fed up with living like the prodigal son and hanging out in the pig pen of sin, and you're ready to come back, you can pray this prayer too, okay? So both of you, at whatever category, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you now. Please forgive me of all of my sins. Wash me with your precious blood and write my name in your book of life. Jesus, I fully commit and surrender my life to you. Receive me now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. In your name I pray, amen and amen. For those of you that just prayed that for the first time, welcome to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. For those of you that were backsliders, welcome back. Hallelujah to the heavenly glory train. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, let's take Holy Communion and lock this word in into our spirits. Praise the Lord. Let's lock it in. Praise God. Grab some grape juice, some uh, unleavened, preferably unleavened bread. If you don't have one of these little wafers that I buy at Christian bookstores online, then just get a little cracker or something like that. Okay. A little piece of bread and let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it, and we set it apart as holy. And we thank you that this is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you that as we receive the Lord's flesh, that Jesus was the Word made flesh. We receive the F-U-N prophecy. We receive it double. Thank you, Father God, that this is going to be the greatest year of our lives thus far upon planet Earth. We thank you, Father God, that not only will we smile, but we will help and encourage and inspire others to, to smile as well. And we thank you that it's all because of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you that Philip, the Ethiopian eunuch, preached Jesus. He preached Jesus uh, to the Ethiopian eunuch. Philip the evangelist preached Jesus to the Ethiopian eunuch, and we'll share Jesus too with those that have open hearts to receive. Thank you, Father. We now receive the Lord's body. We receive his word in his name. Amen. Let's partake together. God's already working on your numbers. God's already working on your numbers. Those numbers are going to line up. Hallelujah. Good thing with God, you don't have to fudge anything. You don't have to shake or bake anything. No, God will help you get solid, solid numbers. Praise the Lord. As you honor him, he's going to honor you. As you display your trust and faith in him, he's going to move on your behalf. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus and its mighty cleansing power. We thank, you all, we thank you that all of our faith and trust is in him. He is our Messiah. He is the anointed one. And we thank you, Father, for cleansing and forgiveness. If anyone has sinned against us, we forgive them and we bless them and we move on peacefully in you. Thank you for your grace and your goodness in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Let's drink together. Praise the Lord. My friends, I look forward to going on this journey with you throughout the entire year. A fun year. Praise God. Let, please lift your hands. I want to speak a final blessing over you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that your people are blessed. I thank you that their faith is percolating and bubbling right now. I thank you that they will not have weak faith. They will have strong faith. I thank you that their understanding Lord, there's going to be some that are on touch like Daniel level because Daniel was still under the old covenant. But Father, we are now in the new covenant, so we have the Holy Spirit living in us. I think there will be those that will touch levels of such mental excellence that somebody might even stand back and say, what are you, Daniel the prophet? Are you in the king's court? Where did you come from? Father, we thank you. That, those words will actually be spoken to some that are listening by others that, that perceive an unusual mental uh, grace. And Father, we thank you that you're working on the numbers. This is truly a fun year that we're coming into and that we're celebrating. We give you all of the praise. We give you all of the glory. Let Jesus be exalted. Father, bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. And you are blessed. Praise God. Again, thank you for helping to make this a beautiful, wonderful 2022. But 2023 for all of us is going to be something uh, even more glorious and get ready to have a lot of fun. Okay. A lot of laughs, 
a lot of good times. Praise God. Thank you for watching, and I look forward to seeing you back real soon. Have a great day and a great week. Bye-bye.